woof, woof. Joseph, 65, in Austin, Texas, kicking off the greatest podcast ever, The Dogs. Welcome to The Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Reniker, Zach Kopp, Justin Charles, and Josh All. Hey, welcome back to another episode of The Dogs brought to you by Manscaped, the world leader in below the waist grooming. Big shout out to Joe from Austin, Texas for that awesome intro. Uh, if you'd like to get an intro on the show or just give us your opinion on something Browns related, head to our brand new website, thedogspodcast.com. Hit the little drop-down menu in the upper right-hand corner and tap leave voicemail. It's that simple now. Brand new website's awesome. As always, remember to check us out on Facebook. Please share the episode, Instagram, Twitter. And if you haven't already, please subscribe on YouTube. We're getting close to that 1,000 subscriber mark, and that's a big goal for us. So if you can subscribe and help us out, that'd be awesome. Uh, We're only a few days away from the NFL draft. All right. Join us live right here on YouTube for the first round, or you can come actually hang out with us in person at Hoodletown Brewery in Dover, Ohio. We've partnered with Hoodletown Brewery and the Tuscarawas County Browns backers uh, to cover the first round of the draft. We're going to be live all night on YouTube and at Hoodletown. If you're watching on YouTube, YouTube, you'll be able to interact with us live in the live chat or even video in and talk with us live as long as we get that figured out. Uh, if you're in person, we'll have Browns trivia, cornhole weather permitting. We're going to be raffling off Browns prizes all night. Big shout out to Murphy and Company Insurance for helping us get our hands on a signed Cream Hunt jersey to get to give away that night. We also have a signed Austin Hooper jersey, courtesy of Zach Cop, uh, and tons more stuff. Thanks to the Browns backers. So again, hang out with us live on YouTube Thursday night. Or come hang out with us in person at Hoodle Town Brewery in Dover, Ohio. You can jump on a mic, talk Browns football, get yourself something to eat, get yourself something to drink. It's going to be a good time. Yep, we got a special guest on the show today. But before we swing over to him, just want to remind everybody to head over to the Northwest.com. The Northwest Group uh, is the number one throw manufacturer in the United States. The Northwest Group, they continuously produce new, innovative, and exciting products for the majority of the world's most recognized and loved brands in sports, entertainment, and lifestyle. Blake's got a couple examples here we'll show you in a second. But first, to head over to the northwest.com, use promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S. You'll get 25% off your entire order at checkout. So that's a great deal. We're also running our contest featuring products from the Northwest Group. So first, Blake, we've got the Cleveland Browns Cloud Pillow. It's pretty nice. It's double-sided, orange, brown, all that fun stuff. And then we've also got a Baker Mayfield fleece throw blanket which come on blake i'm a little slow <laughs> slow on that all right yeah. there we go so get yourself some baker fleece all you got to do well actually here there's a few ways to get yourself entered in this contest and we're only going to be running this for another four week days. four days yeah we're going to be draft. after the draft this thing is done so you can head over to youtube subscribe to our channel share the new episodes or any episodes on facebook and twitter and then you can also head over to Apple Podcasts, scroll all the way to the bottom. They make it impossible to find. But leave us a five-star review, and a five-star review will give you five entries into the contest. So there's a ton of ways to get into this thing. And all you got to do when you do any of those things, take a screenshot on your phone or your computer and email it to thedogspod at gmail.com. Get yourself entered into the contest, win this sweet stuff. Yeah, it's super easy. And, I mean, any of our episodes, we're 50-plus episodes now. You can literally enter this thing. 50 plus times when That's you sell right. some free stuff. Um, there's nothing better than free stuff. So, uh, as we said, we have a, a special guest today. Uh, this guy's been commenting, leaving voicemails, and just all around supporting the show. And now, pretty much since the beginning, it's been really awesome. Uh, if you have time to go check out his YouTube channel, DF Sports, go check it out. Uh, Derek, we want to thank you for being with us today. And honestly, just thanks for supporting the show now since basically its inception. Yeah, hey guys, thanks for having me on again. It's the most wonderful time of the year for us Browns fans. It's draft time. It's going to be a busy week. Maybe not as much this year, just because we're picking later, but it's always exciting, uh, especially being here in Cleveland this year. I feel like that makes it just even more special for us. Uh, yeah, like you said, I was lucky enough to catch you guys kind of early on, and I am just pumped at your guys' growth. Love the podcast. Just could not be any happier that there's just yet another Browns content maker and you guys, and you guys do a fantastic job. So thanks for having me on. Well, hey, now that my head's so big, my headphones are <laughs> <put> on. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, we really appreciate that. Um, so you, 
you said you lived in Columbus before the show. You've been a Browns fan all your life. Were you a late bloomer to the Browns? Give us a little bit of background. Yeah, so I've been a Browns fan for a while. I was never really super invested, uh, but I was kind of like watched in the background. With me being here in Columbus and Ohio in general, I was such a big Ohio State guy. Uh, so I never really got into the pros as much till later on. And then that kind of eventually bloomed into more of getting invested in the Browns. And you know how it is when you're a fan, you just fall in love and more and more and more. It's just like now you just bleed it, you know. So, yeah, it's been fun over the years and just watching the the change in this team. I mean, just, you know, even talking about the draft, like I just said, it went from being literally the most important thing to now it's like, eh, you know, hey, if we can add some some pieces for the future. I know Andrew Barry just said drafting long-term before we would have been like, no, we're drafting starters. Like we need people now. In so the fourth round. Yeah. The whole right. team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Uh, so I'm going to throw a little, uh, a curveball at you. You know, you're a big Ohio state guy. So I do kind of want to get your opinion. Where do you fall on this? Justin Fields <laughs> suddenly is not a good quarterback, and he's going to drop. And you know, Mac Jones. Mac is, Jones is so much. Mac better. Jones is so good, and he's going three. Where Where do you stand on this? Because to me, this is this is nuts. Uh, well, first of all, you know there are plenty of these talking head guys who somehow get paid millions of dollars to say this stuff. But this is this might be the dumbest narrative I think I've heard in a while. Justin Fields, you can go back to. Before even high school, this kid has been elite his whole life. He's competing with Trevor Lawrence in the Elite 11s, beating Trevor Lawrence in the Elite 11s, but yet somehow now Trevor Lawrence is this, you know, next Peyton Manning. Justin Fields, I mean, he went to Georgia, and Kirby Smart had no clue what to do. I, I mean, it's it's the reality. I know Georgia fans are upset when you say that because they think he's an elite coach. But I'm sorry. He, he had no clue. He picked Jake Fromm over him, not because <laughs> of talent, but because he didn't know what to do. Justin transfers to Ohio State, gets in a system that's perfect for him, or at least in my opinion, and he's incredibly successful, incredibly successful. Now, his past year, okay, he had one to two rough games. Cool. So did Trevor Lawrence. But for whatever reason, it matters with Justin, but never – with Trevor. So to me, this narrative is stupid. I would even go as much to say that I think Justin's better than Zach Wilson right now. I understand why the Jets would take Wilson over Fields, but as far as the Mac Jones comparisons, it, it's beyond laughable to me. And I, if I was Justin, I would personally be very upset because of my track record Could and how talented I know I am. I mean, Justin Fields put up impressive numbers at Ohio State. Could you imagine the numbers he would have put up at Alabama with Waddle and Devontae Smith and mm -hmm. Najee Harris? I mean, and that line and <laughs> the thing with the thing with the Fields defense. and you know we watched it all year long because obviously you know except for Zach we're Buckeye fans and uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like it was the deep the deep passing accuracy whenever he would let loose just a bomb down the field. I mean. It was always just right on the money, right in an outstretched receiver's hands, on the run, into the end zone. I mean, you saw it time and time again, especially in that game against Clemson. Yeah, I was going to say. It was like, what? Wow. He straight up out old Trevor Lawrence in yeah. that game with oh, yeah. like cracked ribs. So. Yeah. And yet, Justin has concerns. I mean, he does. He holds on to the ball a little long. Yep. Yep. He's been hurt a little bit more. But you know what? The kid gets up. I've never seen a quarterback – just get beaten up and keep fighting back. Like in that Clemson game, when he took that hit, everybody was kind of like, oh, so this is how it's going to end. <laughs> like this, this is how, like the year before, like in my opinion, I don't know about y'all's, but I felt we were screwed. Uh, um, yeah. Yep. Yeah. You're preaching to the choir. It, <laughs> it felt, it felt like that hit was kind of like, well, here we go. Thanks. It's going to happen again. But he kept fighting back. And you know what? Sure. We got blown out by Alabama, but you know what? The fact that he was on that field should tell you the heart he has. So there's no excuse for the 49ers not to draft him at three, in my opinion. No, and real quick, last thing here before we move on about Justin Fields. Um, 
when the Big Ten came out and said that they were not going to have their season because of COVID last year, he was the one leading the charge to petition against mm-hmm. it to get them to have yeah. that season. I mean, the guy's a straight-up competitor. He loves football. I mean, you're getting a hard worker, yeah. like a dedicated hard worker with Justin Fields. But I like to throw that question out to, you know, I threw it out to the guy from Deep Fried Draft, Brian. Um, just we are a Browns podcast, but a lot of Browns fans are Ohio State fans. So I feel like it's pertinent. Um, and to me, it's just absolutely insane that Mac Jones is suddenly this gifted quarterback over Justin Fields. But all right. So as we mentioned before the show, we have uh, a list of players that the Browns have met with us met with in person so far leading up to the draft this list was sent to us by barry shuck from dogsbynature.com so you can go check out his articles this article will be dropping i think sometime this week um i'll just go over this list real quick with you let me know if any of these names jump out um any you think the browns should be you know looking at hard or you know any of these guys you're not very high on so we got running back kick returner excuse me with the name kene Wakenwill, so from Iowa State. Uh, I'm not sure if I hit that right. Uh, I'm glad we yeah. let you try. That. If you don't recognize that name, it's because he doesn't recognize yeah. it either. Uh, wide receiver Daz Newsom from North Carolina. Uh, wide receiver Rondale Moore from Purdue. Wide receiver Elijah Moore from Mississippi. Uh, wide receiver Tutu Atwell from Louisville. Wide receiver kick returner Eli Stowe from Auburn. Wide receiver running back, which is a weird combo. Demetric Felton. Uh, offensive guard Quinn Meneres from Wisconsin Whitewater, which is, I think, a 1AA school. Uh, OG, so not original gangster, but offensive guard <laughs> Sam Cooper from Merrimack <laughs> College. Uh, tight end Jack Stuhl from Nebraska and kicker Evan McPherson. So that's kind of the offensive guys. Anybody off that list? And I know I went through it kind of fast. Did anybody jump off the page to you there? Well, I'll start with this, and it's it's kind of funny that you mentioned this guy because if you could see my notes right now, I have his name written down with a star circled. So if that if that means anything to you guys, it <laughs> it was enough for me to to uh, make sure I hit this point. But to me, you know, we talk about all these picks the Browns have. If this guy slips into I don't know about top of the second, but at least like somewhere around there. If Rondell Moore is there, I'm jumping all over it. I think his speed is what the Browns are missing. And I think they could use him in multiple different ways. Even if we do decide to keep Odell Beckham Jr., which it seems like we are. Um, But to me, Rondell Moore is a guy who you could jump up and grab and would be instant difference maker in a big way as far as everybody else uh tutu outwell i like i'm not like blown away by him uh but as far as that list as far as the offensive guys to me like i said circled with a star next to rondale moore i would be beyond thrilled if that happened yeah um I just pulled up his profile on Pro Football Focus. It says he's one of the most electric players with the ball in his hands. As strong as a 180-pounder you'll see in college football. Elite stop and start ability. Can go from 0 to 100 and 100 to 0 in the blink of an eye. Uh, So it sounds to me like he's just crazy good in space. Um, The kind of guy you just want to get the ball to. I mean, I I didn't watch a lot of Purdue football. I don't know a ton about him, but it almost sounds Percy Harvin-ish to me. Well, and he's he's smaller. So he's he's only 5'9", 180, so he's a smaller receiver, but I don't know. I, I, I can see that being a knock on him from a lot of teams' perspectives, but as far as the Browns are concerned, I don't know if it's as big of a holdup because I think Stefanski's offense is so much better at utilizing guys in their you know skill set and, and making them succeed in what they're good at doing. So I think that he would be able to manufacture the correct you know role for a guy like Rondale Moore. I agree. I agree. Um Okay, so we'll move into the defensive guys that we have here. Some of these names might be a little bit more recognizable to everybody out there. Uh, defensive end, Quiddy Pay out of Michigan. Uh, defensive end, Aziz Ujolari out of Georgia. Defensive end, Joe Tryon out of Washington. Uh, edge rusher, Jalen Phillips out of Miami. Defensive tackle, Darius Stills out of West Virginia. Defensive tackle, Alim McNeil out of North Carolina State. D-tackle, Jay Tufeli out of USC. Uh, linebacker Zaven Collins, which apparently he's beefed up, might be linebacker slash edge rusher. Um, linebacker Jeremiah Owusu Karama Karamoa Karamoa uh, from Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Uh, linebacker Jamin Davis. We've seen this guy stock 
go up like crazy uh, in the last couple weeks. I'm um, cornerback Greg Newsom out of Northwestern, cornerback J.C. Horn out of South Carolina, the Dogs podcast favorite player, uh, cornerback <laughs> Asante <too>. Samuel <laughs> Jr. out of Florida State, and cornerback Caleb Fargerly out of Virginia Tech. Just my quick opinion, based on the list of offensive players we've met <laughs> and defensive players we've met, Browns are going defense in that first round. Yeah, and the thing is, the thing that you can't see, Derek, on your end, but we've got on our list here, is Barry also put in what the projected round is for each of these guys. And like Blake just said, when you're going through the offensive guys, except for the, the Moors, Elijah Moore and Rondale Moore, nobody's projected one or two. It's all third round, fourth round. Most of them are sixth, seventh, even undrafted. You get down to the defense, first round, first round, second round, third round. These are the guys the Browns are going after. Yeah. Yeah, so Andrew Barry could be throwing out this, you know, we're drafting for the future, blah, 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 blah. They're looking well, the at future de- could be now, too. Yeah, they're looking at defense. Any of those names, obviously the, you got guys like Quiddy Pay and stuff like that who are going to go really early. I don't know, and J.C. Horn. I don't know if the Browns have a legit shot at those guys, but anybody jump off the page? Well, quickly, I know you guys said he's your favorite, too. If I was Andrew Barry, I'm trading up if – I can to get J.C. Horn. I think to me, and I have a a couple other guys we'll talk about later that I think the Browns could snag later. That would be really good kind of diamonds in the rough. Um, But to me, I think cornerback now is the most important uh, as far as need right now, in my opinion. I I love J.C. Horn. I really do. Caleb Farley, I think, is a guy who might slip um, that the Browns maybe could trade up just a few spots to get because of his back injury. I'm happy about the names that guys are interested in other than Phillips. I personally would stay as far away from this as possible. The Browns have had guys who have dealt with injuries a lot. And to me, when you're medically retiring in college, what happens in the pros? I, I mean, I'm sorry, but like this is a position where we need to have some sort of plan. And I can't have a plan for the future if I can't rely on you to be on the field. And there's it's there's a to me, there's a difference between guys who have dealt with injuries and guys who are constantly dealing with injuries. And if you're a hit away, from not playing football again, uh, I'm sorry. I'm not interested. I, somebody else can take the shot on him. That's one of yeah, those guys right. where if if the Browns pass on him and he goes on to be great somewhere, then good for you guys. Yep. You know, the risk, the juice was worth the squeeze, I guess. But in my opinion, I'm right there with you. A team I'm, that's set to potentially go after a Super Bowl title this season shouldn't be taking a risk on a guy like that, I don't think. I agree. Um so realistically, how far does J.C. Horn need to slip where you think the Browns have a realistic shot to trade up and get him? Well, and I'm not saying this to plug myself, but I'm just saying it because it was in my recent memory. <laughs> plug away, plug man, it, brother. Plug, plug it. <laughs> <laughs> but I just talked about uh, Browns trading up. And at that the day I recorded, I don't remember when, uh, Bleacher Report put out like three or four teams that are tr- looking – at offers or are trying to trade back to me i think the giants at 11 and that sounds crazy because you're thinking 11 well shoot we just picked 10 last year like that's crazy but to me the giants and dave gettleman that's a team to where if i said okay dave how about this how about i give you 26 i'll give you one of our third round picks Maybe a fifth. If he doesn't go for that, then one of your fourths. Because you got two thirds and two fourths. If you, if to me, if you move all the way up there, it is worth it for a guy like a JC Horn who can have an immediate impact. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Because I think the thing this year is these teams are panicking. These GMs are panicking because this college football season, a ton of opt outs. And not even that, you're playing teams that don't have full rosters. Everything was just weird. So the whole, not recruiting process, but the whole scouting process, rather, it it just completely thrown off. So I think past the first, like, seven picks where you you basically know it's going to be a bunch of quarterbacks, uh, you're going to have 
the tight end Kyle Pitts go, you're going to have, you know, Panay Sewell and you're going to have Jamar Chase and these guys. After that, it's kind of a big question mark, you know, because teams aren't sure. And I feel like a lot of these GMs, and I think Dave Gettleman in particular, is going to be somebody who says, I don't want to get blamed. I don't want to take a flyer on a guy and then get blamed for it because my fan base already hates me. So why not trade back (laughs) and let's figure it out later? Yeah, no, I kind of agree. I think right in that 10 to 13 range is probably where you're going to see like a Patrick Sertain go, where you're going to see a J.C. Horn. Um, So I think that to be able to get one of those guys, like Blake said, how early, I think it's going to have to be you're going to have to jump up in there because, I mean, you can see, I could see the Giants, you know, if they stay put, they could take him. If they, you know, if they wanted to take a guy, they could take him. The Cowboys at 10 could take him. The Eagles could take him at 12. So it's kind of right in that area. Well, and this is what's interesting with this cornerback list. So the Browns have actually met with four of the top five cornerbacks. They have not met with Patrick Sertan. So to me, that kind of says they are just Mm. kind of chalking him up saying he's going first. And we're not going to worry about that. And and I don't think they're going to be willing to go up as high as it would take to get him. Yeah. That's so right. I think that's why they've got that those sights on J.C. Horn. I've been on the record saying that I think unless – if the Browns move up and draft corner, that guy is probably going to start. If we mm-hmm. stay – anybody we stay at 26 and draft, more than likely, unless somebody falls, we're not drafting a starter at 26. We might be drafting somebody who's going to be a contributor. Yeah, rotational gonna, depth. Uh, rotational, year, sure. but we're not dra- I And mean, how crazy is that? If a first-round pick for the Browns isn't going to start unless we unless one of these corners drops or we move way up to grab one of them. It's a different And world. I think that I think this might be where you guys disagree with me. I'm still very high on Greedy. I'm not throwing him out like a lot of people are. I have major concerns. But from a talent standpoint, if he can get back, I think he can be a much higher contributor than a lot of people think. But with that said, they need to go into this draft as if he won't be there because there's no guarantee that he will. And that's why you signed a guy like a Troy Hill because you need that extra depth. Yeah, I I don't think we've – I haven't given up on Greedy. I just – I'm not setting myself up for disappointment. It's kind of like what you said there. We're not counting on him. Correct. Anything yeah. I get from Greedy this year is a, a luxury bonus. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I just I'm not going to count on that. Um, but I do think if he's healthy, 100 percent healthy, and he's back to where he is, I mean, he's, we took him second round for a reason. He's a very good corner. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. I don't think that you know. Obviously, like we said, you know, if Greedy comes back and he's the player that we, you know, drafted him to be. Um, it's a bonus going into this year, but with, you know, the Joe Woods style of defense, we're going to transition to, um, you can't have enough secondary players is what it seems like. You keep reading of the style of play. He wants to put out there. No, I saw a stat that said, um, Joe Woods wants to play a lot of three cornerbacks, three safeties on the field at the same time. And, uh, I guess I, I, I took a screenshot, but I can't find it, but we did that like five plays all of last year. Oh, yeah, I and, saw and what you said. Joe Woods yeah. wants to do that like 85 90% of the time. Yep. So we gave Joe Woods a lot of crap last year, and he wasn't even playing the defensive system he wanted, wanted to play due to personnel. So, again, um, I do think we, we need as many good secondary players as we can. Um, last player I kind of want to touch on before we get you out of here, Zaven Collins. Do you see – we've read that he's bulked up to 270. Do you think he's a guy – that the Browns are still kind of targeting, or do you think they just devalue linebackers so much that that's not even a thing? Well, I think they're certainly targeting him because of his skill set, but I I still don't buy linebacker. I really don't. I think Anthony Walker is going to be a lot better than a lot of people think because I think they have big plans for him. And Jacob Phillips, I think, is primed and ready for a huge jump, especially in this defense. They're going to run a lot of two linebacker sets, like you said. I'm not getting my hopes up on a linebacker. And, you know, a guy who I think the Browns could grab later that, like I talked earlier, could be a potential diamond in the rough is, um, is Jabril Cox from LSU. The guy who went to North, North Dakota State and everybody kind of wrote him off because of North Dakota State. 
But then he goes to LSU and plays at that same high level. I think he's a guy, because this linebacker room this year is kind of weird. You know, I mean, there's like Micah Parsons and then Owusu Koromoa, who's kind of like a hybrid, you know, and then you got your uh, Collins. And I, I just feel like linebacker is a position to where they're going to be like, you know what, if we grab one, cool. If not, whatever. I think they're high on Taki Taki. I really do. I think this all or not this offseason, but this past season, rather, he showed a lot of promise to where the year before it was kind of like seems like a bust or at least a bust for what we thought he would be. So, no, I don't buy linebacker early. I can't see them drafting a linebacker before the third round, if I'm being honest. Okay, okay. No, not even if uh, – what do you think of the idea of Zayvon Collins playing edge instead of linebacker if he balked up to that 270, 275 range? I don't really buy that either uh, just because I think that's why you, you signed Jadavian Clowney. Uh, you know, Clowney's a guy who we know him for his run uh, defense, and he's been so good on run support. But when you look at him throughout the years, he's not bad as a pass rusher, but he's also played that outside linebacker role in a few different defenses. So I feel like if you, you know, if they want to run with Miles Garrett on one side, Tack McKinley on the other side, and put Jadavian Clowney as an outside linebacker on the edge as an extra, I could see that. I just, I don't see Collins as an edge guy. I mean, it's not like Aziz Jalari to where that's where he primarily played. Zayvon Collins played linebacker, traditional linebacker, and his tape shows that. So I don't, I just, I really can't see it. And I think there's a lot of guys later in the draft, like Dylan Moses is a guy who had first round hype for a lot of his career at Alabama. And now he's, I'm seeing mock drafts of him in like the fourth round. So, I mean, if the Browns can snag a guy later, I think they would much rather do that. Yeah, I think that's a good point. There, this, this draft class does seem to be pretty rich with linebackers in those middle rounds that, for the way the Browns utilize linebackers and value linebackers, would fit perfectly with the Browns because we're not investing a high draft capital on them, but we're getting still getting solid players. Well, hey, man, we're gonna, we'll let you get out of here. We're not going to take up too much of your Sunday. We really appreciate you being here with us today. Gave us a lot of good stuff. Um, I, I heard a rumor. Are you coming on Thursday when we're live? Is that a thing still? If you guys want me to, I can do whatever. Awesome. I don't really know what all I'm doing this week because I'm just trying to, like, plan out. But, yeah, Thursday for sure I'll be – I'm just going to be sitting back in my room – probably yelling at the TV. So, I mean, whenever you want me on, that's cool. Awesome. All right, yeah, awesome. We'll be in touch this week and we'll set something up to get you on there Thursday night. Yeah. We appreciate you being here, man. Uh, we'll talk to you later. All right. Great. Thanks guys. See you. Right, thanks man. All right. Hey, big thank you to Derek from DF sports for being here again. If you, uh, if you liked what Derek had to say, go check out his YouTube channel, uh, DF sports. Uh, he's got a good channel over there on YouTube. Um, so as the weather's changing, um, it's getting warmer out. Things are growing. You know, the grass is growing. It's time to chop the weeds. Uh, and thanks to our sponsors at Manscaped, you can trim your holes safely and efficiently. And I wasn't talking about the grass. I was talking about your balls. Okay. <laughs> Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming, have an exclusive offer for our audience. Use code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, to get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. Join the other 2 million men who trust Manscaped. They are here to make sure you're trimmed and smelling nice. After all, it's time for some spring cleaning. You can also pick up the Weed Whacker for your nose hairs. You can check out. They got cologne. They got boxers. They got T-shirts. I think Zach's wearing a T-shirt today. Uh, You know, they got a lot of good stuff. They're an awesome company. They're super fun company. I like saying balls on the podcast. <laughs> so go use the code. Uh, get 20% off and free shipping with code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S. It's spring cleaning, baby, and your balls will thank you. 
Look, I will say real quick before we move on that that the lawnmower 3.0, I mean, that's something, honestly, I'd been hurt. I, I'd heard ad reads on other podcasts and shows and things for years. And I always thought it was fun and, and kind of cool. And I, I was interested in maybe buying, you know, buying one, but oh, come on. It's just a, it's just a ball hair trimmer, right? I mean, <laughs> right. come on. Oh, no, I mean, this thing's pretty legit. I mean, with the the skin guard, skin safe, whatever that technology is they have in there, I mean, you're not snagging or nipping anything, so. I've been using it exclusively on my b-hole. <laughs> wow. All right. Yeah, oh, so, so we'll move into our next segment. contract extensions. <laughs> so if Blake slips right off his chair yeah. today, we understand why. Yeah. <laughs> Manscaped, if you're listening, come up with a bleach. Uh, oh, wow. oh my gosh! <laughs> so the, that will segue into our next segment. Uh, some Browns news this week. Before we get into our uh, next mock draft, Baker and Ward they picked up their options. No contract extensions. Just picked up the options. What do you guys think about that? Uh, step one. Yeah, right? I'm okay with it. Yeah, I think that they. I mean, they lock up Baker. I think it was what eighteen yeah. million dollars is what they're going to pay him. Um, obviously, if they were going to sign him to an extension. They were going to pay more than that. Um, and kind of the talks that I've seen w- when the extension came out that Barry's kind of said, you know, Hey, we haven't really even discussed, you yeah. know, haven't even had that sit down conversation with Baker um, or Denzel. I don't think to extend them out and, you know, Baker, they're probably wanting to see, you know, another good year They're you know, they got the option to use. So why not take it and save some money? Well, absolutely. You I know? mean, that's, that's the perk of drafting these guys in the first round. Right. Yeah. And then you got Denzel Ward, you know, he is elite when he's healthy. Maybe they got some injury concerns of, Hey, do we want to give this guy a five-year deal and we get to play him for 10 games in those yeah. five year in that five-year span, you know? So I think it's interesting though, that they're going into their fourth year. I mean, I shouldn't say interesting. I mean, obviously, we knew they were going to do it with these two, but they're going into their their fourth year. They've only played three, but they're picking up that fifth year option already, which means they're hey, we're we're set. We're good on these guys. Some guys don't have that. Yeah, are yeah. we picking up their option question until after the, the fourth year? Yeah, right. So, yeah, so uh, definitely, like Josh said, first step. I agree. No, and I don't think you know. I don't think Baker's going to have a bad season this year, but I do think, like you said, the Browns want to see some consistency out of them. I'm yeah. not, I don't think it has any kind of indictment that they don't think Baker is the future or anything like that. But like we said, we, you have the option to do that. We don't have to sink a money, a bunch of money into them now. So why not? Let's see him put two good seasons back to back. Um, so yeah, same I, thing with Ward too. Go ahead, Justin. Yeah, I'm no like cap expert either, but like how much did COVID affect all this? The money's way down. Yeah. You know what I mean? The cap's way down. You're getting a guy who's going to be a starter who, you know, after what, week nine was the second best quarterback in the league, you know, statistically, for what it's costing, you know, Teddy Bridgewater or Taysom Hill. I'll take that all day. I mean, yeah, no, I agree. And and if you're Baker, you know, we're kind of going to talk about him because he's been like the big focal point of our team, you know takes a lot of pressure off of him going into this season I feel like he can yeah. kind of sit back and like relax and be like okay I don't that's one thing that I don't have to like worry about during the season or of, oh, they, about, yeah you know yeah. what I mean oh are they gonna pick my option so Baker you think they're gonna pick your option up yeah, yeah you don't want to answer that in your you know post-game press conference right. week after week after week especially if you have a bad game that you huh. know it kind of alleviates that pressure I think for this season for him he's going nah, I got this year and I got next year yeah, it's let's just, just focus on winning. Yep. And well, and and like you were talking, Justin, about the, the COVID situation with the cap and everything, and I just wonder if, you know, going ahead and picking up these options now, like you're, we're, you guys are all saying, reassuring them, making sure they know, hey, it's all good, we're, we're cool, but you guys don't even want to talk about getting extended maybe until after this year. Well, the, ca- the TV deal is done. Right. Like, after next year, the cap's going way up. Yeah, so... Maybe maybe it's beneficial for Baker and Ward, you know? Now, oh. now they have more incentive. Let's go out there and really prove it because we want that extension next year. And that's right, it. yeah. And you got a bunch of guys that, other than Denzel and Baker, that you're going to have to think about in these upcoming seasons. Yeah. So, like Nick Chubb and Wyatt Teller. Right. And we need those guys to go. We need the we need the cap to go up. And I think, it, I mean, like you said, the TV deal. And I think with COVID, it went, you know, all the money went away. But with vaccinations and all that stuff, I mean, come next year, who knows what's going to happen with it? it could skyrocket. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, stadiums will be full again, all that good stuff. So, um, 
Price, I think it's prices good. in the stadium will go up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, they're definitely. They're like, hey, we need to sign Chubb. It's it's twenty five dollars for a Bud Light now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, give me three of them. <laughs> yeah, whatever it takes. I do think it's interesting, like the direction too. I read a really good article. So the last five first round picks the Browns have made have all got extended. They were, so they were Miles Garrett, Jabot Preppers with New York, um, Najoku, Baker, and Denzel. The previous eight before that, no. yeah, they weren't. They were gone. You after want me to read year. some of these names? <laughs> Trent Richardson, they play off their rookie contract. Yep, yeah. Brandon Whedon. Ooh, yeah. Barkevius Mingo, Justin Gilbert, Johnny Manziel, Danny Shelton, Cameron Irving, and the last one, my favorite, Corey Coleman. Oh my gosh, those are some yeah. god awful names. Some terrible drafting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so if that says anything, if the Browns are looking at wide receiver in that first. In that first round yeah. this year. Don't Man. do it. Yeah. We haven't hit. No. <laughs> so. But. So are we are we talking about Nikhil Harry? I know this I was is just going to go. Okay, yeah, that's a good transition. It. Okay. So, yeah, I, the Browns, you know, drafting receivers and all that. I think they get a receiver in the fourth round this year, but they don't draft one. Okay. I read an article um, from a Patriots writer says that there's been he's linking the Browns I think it was pick 110 in the fourth round to the Patriots in exchange for Nikhil Harry. So I know I mentioned this right before the show and Justin I think I don't know how you held back jumping all over. over <laughs> I hate this. it. Bro. I hate it. Um but I I have been a big Nikhil Harry fan since uh college since he came out. The Patriots, you know, they they selected him 32 overall in the first round of the 19 draft. Um He's he's got a lot of talent. He's a very talented receiver. You just have not seen any of that whatsoever play out in New England. And I've got a whole lot of reasons why. Okay, so his quarterback wasn't good enough his first no, couple of years. Well, which okay, wasn't so, good, maybe. I don't know. Oh coach is pretty solid, right? All right, all right, all right. A decent all right. quarterback. The management, the ownership. I don't know, man. Go ahead, buddy. Let's I knew I wasn't going to get through this last. <laughs> Uh, okay, fine. I'll just skip down to why did he suck in New England? Okay. Okay. Bill Belichick has never drafted a wide receiver in the first round before. The Patriots playbook and offensive system has always been one of, if not the most difficult to learn and master for veterans coming in. So now you're talking about a rookie. And when Nikhil Harry was drafted, he was 21 years old. Okay. So he's drafted at 21 to the New England Patriots playing for Hall of Fame head coach, the best quarterback of all time, expected to be number one receiver talent at 21, New England Patriots. So it was a lot of pressure on him. So he started his career with Tom Brady. Tom Brady is known for his ultra high standards and the demands of the players around him, which he should. He is the GOAT. He has Mm -hmm. earned that right to demand a lot of his players or a lot out of his players. But I'm going to jump over to this other thing I was tracking because I wanted to see the, the rookie receivers that have played with Brady in the past. I mean, can you guys... You know, think of any that have had huge success with Tom Brady as a rookie. No. I mean, I was looking at names like uh, Kenbrell Tompkins and Aaron Dobson. Okay. Julian Edelman played with him as a rookie. Julian Edelman had, what do you have, 37 catches, 359 yards, and one touchdown as a rookie with Brady. So he almost dwarfed Nikhil's Harry's stats. Yeah, but he played the whole season. But so the thing with Edelman, though, his high performance as a receiver in New England didn't start until his fifth year. I went through and looked at his stats. I mean, he was just a guy, just just a guy on that receiving core for five years, and then he really broke out. So everybody had all these expectations for Nikhil Harry right out the shoot in New England, and I don't think I don't think there was any way he was living up to them. So, you know, he, he hurt his ankle in the preseason, his rookie season. He missed, uh, he only played seven games, so he missed, what, nine. Um, when he finally did come in after halfway through the season, I mean, that team was already rolling. They're shooting for the playoffs. They're shooting for a Super Bowl with Brady. You know, he's not trusting Nikhil Harry. He was just this rookie who's been injured all year to come in. I mean, he only caught 12 passes for 105 yards and two touchdowns. Where are the pros at? <laughs> Where <are> the, <laughs> I thought you were going to sell me on this, yeah. Josh. But man, this sounds like a negative list. The, Go ahead. Keep I, going. I am trying to sell you on realistically <laughs> yes. why he has been earned the bus label. Okay. Okay. So transition to last year in 2020, you get Tom Brady's gone. You get a new quarterback. You get. Uh, virtual offseason or virtual training camp, no preseason to practice with your new quarterback. And your new quarterback is Cam Newton. And he's not the Cam Newton who played in the Super Bowl a few years ago and went 15 and one. He's Cam Newton who can't outshot put a seventh grader. Right. Okay. 
And and so even with that, he he uh, what were his stats last year? He played 14 games. He only had 33 receptions and two touchdowns. But there were only 242 completions to go around last year. Cam Newton only threw eight touchdowns. He started 15 games. <laughs> That's awful. So it, what you're saying? So we. we <laughs> To here, me, a fourth-rounder is too high. Yeah. For me, a fourth-rounder is fine because what uh, what receiver in this rookie class are you getting fourth-round and beyond that has first-round talent upside that if he comes into a system where he could be at the top, he would be the number three receiver? Now, Maybe I, the number four. I could be wrong, but wasn't Nikhil Harry when they drafted him in the first round, weren't people shocked? Like it was yes. a way overreach? So is he really first-round talent just because he was drafted in the first round? Because well, they reached on him point. like crazy. I mean, yeah, the Patriots, they definitely uh, missed out on who they picked at wide receiver that year. Some notable guys that went after him that he's kind of got a chip on his shoulder, you know, a little bit of pressure of, okay, I went went in the first round and Debo Samuel went after me, A.J. Brown went after me, Nicole Hardman went after me, D.K. Metcalf went after me. That was the one. So, (laughs) yeah, they – and. Maybe Bill, if you'd have selected one of those guys, Tom might still might have stick to you know stayed. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I I can see what jo- you know if we were to make some type of a deal, Nikhil Harry'd come in. He'd be our number three, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. so over Richard. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Three or four. I, right. I'm not okay. He would be competing for that number three. I'm mm-hmm. not saying he'd win that job, but he'd be like he'd be not one or two. He's going to be the third guy listed. The ceiling and I would his. rather get that kind of a player who's already played two years in the league, but he's still only twenty three. But he's but he's experienced. He's, right, he's got experience. I'd rather have that than a rookie stepping in and trying to fill that role this year. To me, this seems like a, a sixth or seventh round draft pick swap for him, or we wait for the Patriots to cut him and then we just go sign him. Yep, I got three things. <laughs> I got right. three things. All right, let's hear him. Stat guy, you might have to back me up on okay. the first one. His catch rate for the first two seasons, he was in the league fifty five percent. Yeah, is that close? Yeah, and yeah. But was, what, were, what were Cam Newton's catchable passes? Yeah, but what about the ghost? What about years, the right? goat? Yeah, he played with Tom Brady. The, the best he ever. He didn't throw the ball much to him though. Okay, and when he did, he didn't catch it. Yeah, <laughs> so that's fine. So he's going to be making two point three million, which is way more than Richard is making. And my last thing, Pro Football Focus, his run blocking, which all our receivers have to do a lot. His overall grade for run blocking from last year is 42, which is absolutely dismal. And well, it's not... How's that compared to other receivers, though? I mean, I can put in... Who, who do you want me to put in, man? I don't I'll know. Put, Look up another big guy like DK Metcalf. Okay. Or, or AJ Brown. Let me try. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I wouldn't be totally against it, you know, of seeing him... I, I don't know fourth fourth round's going to be... Yeah. AJ, AJ Brown's, Brown's 73, 73, man. That's a little bit more. It's a lot <laughs> yeah. more, man. It's a lot right. more. And I think we talked about it a lot on this show that run blocking for our receivers is definitely a thing that is required of them in this offense. Um, but I, am I opposed to Nikhil Harry maybe being on the Browns at some point? No. Am I opposed to giving up really anything of any slight importance to get him? Yes. Because to me, I don't consider him a first-round talent just because the Patriots pick. I mean, is Johnny Manziel a first-round talent? So, so the first round, ta- first of all, like when he played at Arizona State over over the course of three seasons, and he played as a true freshman, but he totaled 213 catches for almost 3,000 yards and 22 touchdowns. And one of the things that I, I hear over and over is that the younger a player's breakout age in college, the more likely they are to have long-term success in the NFL. And his breakout season was his true freshman season. At 18 years old, he had uh, 58 catches for 659 and five touchdowns as a true freshman. So I'm just I'm kind of looking at the talent and the skill. I mean, obviously he was talented enough to be valued in the first round by the mm-hmm. Patriots. I just don't think that I think that his bus label is a product of the situation and unfortunate circumstances that he was placed in, rather than the an indictment on his talent level. Yeah, I mean, he might be a guy that just needs a new start somewhere else. Yeah, that's know. what I'm thinking. Just not Cleveland. <laughs> not Cleveland. <laughs> who, who better? Th- I mean, I'm, I'm thinking as, as a number three or four receiver, you know, the way that this offense was running last season with Baker just hitting the open guy, there, there's no expectations for you to be a thousand-yard receiver. You just need to go out there and catch the ball when, it, when you're open. And in New England, he only had a 50% catch rate, uh, uh, percentage. 
Um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I think it's what three against one. Yeah, I, I would. I would probably not give up a fourth for him. Would you give up a sixth? Maybe. Yeah, I could see something like that. Maybe I could see something. Maybe like that. I just. I mean. Only, okay, we got to think about, too, who's on the Browns roster right now. Do I want Higgins over Harry? Yeah, I'm taking Higgins over Harry. Do, you want do I want Donovan Peoples-Jones yeah. over Harry right now? Yeah, probably, probably taking, taking yeah. Donovan Peoples-Jones right okay, now. But, but but now we were talking but earlier, though, about potentially Nikhil, taking a, a receiver in the first or second round. Oh, I where, could are they gonna, where are they slotting in at? I could definitely see if Elijah... starter in 2023. If I, could see it, I could see it pick 26. If the cornerbacks we've looked at are gone, okay... Um, Far more, you know, interior lineman's gone. And we're not really sold on linebacker. And Elijah Moore or Rashad Bateman sitting there. I could see the Browns pulling the trigger and taking a wide receiver, especially after hearing Barry's press conference where he's really not worried about getting somebody to plug in, you know, that's going to have a huge impact this year. He's thinking down the road. Well, down the road, Jarvis and Odell aren't going to play forever. So, you know, you get Jar- Elijah Moore is, is a typical Jarvis Landry replacement. Maybe that's something that we do. And are we going to be happy as Browns fans? Probably not right away. But in three years from now, we might be like, oh, man, that was really smart. Remember and we thought this guy was an idiot a couple of years ago? Um, it'll be interesting. If I'm but, hey, if we're wrong, Josh, yeah. you can come on here yeah. <laughs> and, you know, Give us the business when it comes big, to this. Big time business. I guess I was and, and I was just also looking at the prospect <laughs> list that, you know, Barry Shuck sent us with, with everybody that the Browns have met with. Yep. And really none of those receivers I'm just trying to pull it back up, but a lot of these guys are the late round picks. I mean, I get that the Moors, you know, Rondale and Elijah, those are two top more top end guys in this year's draft. But the only one that really interested me at all was Daz Newsome. And I haven't I haven't heard like you know, glowing reports about him, just that he would be a, a decent contributor. He hasn't dazzled you? Let me throw this question Ooh. at you. Okay, where's my applause <laughs> button? <laughs> Who would you rather have this year? If I just could give you a guy off of, onto the roster, would you rather have like an Elijah Moore or would you rather have Nikhil Harry? Because that's... Well, but the, now obviously I'd rather have Elijah Moore, but give me the price. Give me the price of each guy. Elijah I, Moore? Is Elijah it? Moore, you got to take him in the first round, I think. You're going to have to take him at 26. You're not going to get him yeah. at 59. No, no but I mean, you're, you're, there's still rookie like cap limits. Yeah, it'll it's, be interesting. I think here, it'll if be I'm giving up a fourth rounder for anybody on the Patriots, his name's Stephon Gilmore, yeah. not Nikhil Harry. I'm, I'm okay with you're that. You're not getting Stephon package it, package it up. We'll take that crappy Harry receiver <laughs> yeah. and Gilmore. Which is funny because I used Nikhil Harry. I, well, I was thinking that too. That would really help yeah. our Manscaped <laughs> promotions. Yeah. 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 Yes. Well, he, Lord I bet he didn't see. He probably any, uh, needs the money. He might come on yeah. and do us a plug, a plug for us. So he's doing fine. He's doing way better than any of us. He's doing great. Uh, yeah, only two point eight million dollars. Yeah, like. yeah, he'll be all right. He'll be fine. <laughs> I, I, Justin sees he, no Justin way, no how. Man. I just no it, way, no how. Me and Blake, okay, maybe. A late I don't know. Round Justin's about to quit the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's not. <it>. <laughs> <laughs> But this is good. I knew you guys were going to tear me up about this, but hey, so YouTube, as you can see, we're not always nice to each other. (laughs) Leave your comments if you side with Josh. Yeah, you're wrong. But (laughs) that's that's Uh, not true necessarily. We're going to find out this week probably how thick my skin is. I guess. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, it's going to be a fun Thursday night. It is. It is. So we're well, you know, speaking of Thursday night in the draft, we're going to kind of slide into our mock 3.0 draft slash final mock draft before uh, you know the actual NFL draft this Thursday. So uh, I think we'll probably, I think we should probably just do like a three or four round mock since we're kind of pressed for time here, don't you think? Yeah, that's fine. We'll just see how fast we go through it. Okay, Uh, so let's uh, let's get into this. The dogs mock draft. So we can't do mock drafts without that cool drop. So now why would we now? Uh, <laughs> and I think I lied. I said we were only going to do about a three round, but I think we're going to try to bust out a whole seven round mock here uh, real quick. Um, Josh is going to lead the way because he's done all the research. He's our resident smarty pants. Uh, yeah, so if you ever had reason to tune out, <laughs> yeah. but so we're going to get into this and just uh, fair warning. We're going to kind of, we're going to stay put at all of our picks. Uh, we're not going to do any trading for this one. So this is our final mock draft before the actual NFL draft on Thursday. All right, so we got Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Fields, as it should be, mm-hmm. yeah, as we talked about. 
So there goes Parsons. No corners off of the board yet. I don't know. There's Sertan at 10. J.C. Horn goes 12 to Philly with Farley Farley right after. Christian Barmore's gone. There's still a lot of edge rushers. Woody Pay's gone. There goes Rousseau. There goes Ojulari Phillips. I'm hoping the guy I'm thinking stays. And nope, he just went at 25th. So so Trevon Morg went at 25 to Jacksonville. So now we are on the clock. On the board, we got cornerback Greg Newsom. Then there is Elijah Moore, the wide receiver. Jason Owe, edge rusher, is there. Terrace Marshall's also their wide receiver. Cornerback is Asante Samuel. So Um, I got my pick. I know who I want. You want Zavin, don't you? Uh, No, I was actually going to go Owe. Owe. That's who I was thinking, man. Okay. Um, Uh, I think we've we've talked a lot about him, but for some reason I feel like he kind of gets, like, left out of these top guys whenever you talk about him. But he's an athletic freak. And honestly, according to Pro Football Focus, he's the second-ranked guy. I think he's he's a super talent. I will say the only guys, according to Barry's list, that right now that the Browns have met with would be Newsom, um, Elijah Moore, Rondale Moore, and Asante Samuel, and, of course, Zayvon Collins. Right. What, I mean, call me crazy, but I think if this is who was on our board, I could see Elijah Moore being picked here at 26 on Thursday night. Just because I don't – and Greg Newsom – you don't. I don't think really anybody's sold on him. I think the position I mean, they're sold on, but right, not, the not player. that. Yeah, not the player. You know, it, call me crazy, but I think that if that it'd be interesting if that's where it was at, if they would go Elijah Moore. But so, I, I would agree that for me, if I was picking, I'd go um, with the Penn State edge. Going away, Jason away from Penn State. So then the Ravens. Oh, of course they go and get Terrace Marshall. Oh yeah, they're they're going they're, they're going, going skill, which really stinks for that wide receiver. It means he's not going to get anything thrown his way. <laughs> he's going to get the <laughs> Nikhil Harry treatment. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I just can't wait for the Ravens fans to jump all over that one. Elijah oh. Moore didn't go till forty three. Hey, okay, in that. So that lets the Brown. I mean, if anything, you know, like the mock, maybe we do trade back up into the early second instead of staying down at fifty nine. Yeah, I think it depends on how things shake out and who they're targeting in that first round, but that could be where they do sit at 26 and then try to move back up yeah. higher in the second. You've got the picks. So now mm-hmm. I'm kind of seeing a guy. I'm seeing, you know, Molden, the safety, is a guy we've talked about. And then an, another guy, though, that has been going up draft boards a lot lately was that Jamin Davis out of Kentucky. Yeah, the linebacker out of Kentucky. Yeah. And I know we said we're not going to spend a first-round pick, but do do we spend a late second-round pick on a guy that – has been shooting up draft boards with the with what you were talking about earlier about how they want to use the safeties in this in this defense. I mean, with Elijah Molden, who I know Barry Shuck was talking about playing more cornerback, but I mean he is listed as a safety. And then you've got Jamar Johnson out of Indiana, the safety here too, who's highly touted. Do they pass on a safety here in the second round if you know these two guys are sitting here? Well, just based on experience from doing these mocks, Johnson from Indiana is going to be he'll there. be there in the fifth. Yeah, he's right? still be there. <laughs> So, um, but so will Jamin Davis, right? At least he'll be there in the third. And Elijah Molden, you know, with the ability that you know Barry kind of talked about him being, oh, he could play some more cornerback. That might be somebody who's versatile that you want on your defense in our system. Yeah, um, that's able to play, you know, multiple different positions. Uh, you can kind of just because really, you know, at this pick. If we're picking kind of for the future, we're drafting guys that, you know, aren't going to be a starter, but they're going to be a, you're going to see playing time in that system because you can't play the same three safeties, three cornerbacks every single play of all game single. long yeah. because yeah. they'll or wear down. Long. Yep. Especially when Denzel Ward and Grant Delpit and Greedy Williams are guys on that list of who you're going to play. Yeah, well, you've got me, you've got me sold on Molden. Um, yep. PFF ranked 35. We're sitting here at 59. He's on the board. I'm you guys, good, you guys I'm good cool? with that. Yep. I'm fine with that. Okay, safety from Washington, Elijah Molden. Welcome to Cleveland. And then we'll just kind of ride this out to our third-round picks, and then we'll speed it back up after that. But I don't know. So if the Browns are O-way and Molden at this point in the draft, are we – how are we feeling? Well, I feel good. Yeah, PFF will probably say that, you know, we did terrible. So. <laughs> right, yeah, because <laughs> sure. it doesn't matter who we yeah. pick. I, I'm getting higher and higher on O-way just because of the athletic tools that he does have. To be, if he's just a guy that we bring in on situational third and longs to get after the pass rusher, if this guy could come in as a rookie and get five or six sacks, to me, that'd be sure. I think I'm, value. I'm happier with a guy like Owe now that we have Jadavian Clowney. Right. And, and my big thing, like, 
I love the Jadavian Clowney signing for, you know, what it kind of means for our defense, but let's be realistic. If you get an OA sign, I mean, Clowney has a, you know, knack for being injured, missing games, nope. not on the field, you know, 100% of the plays on defensive end. So um, that would be a good pick if we got him in that first round. So right. I call, said, call me crazy. What do you think of these next two picks? In no particular order, it goes something along the lines of Davis Johnson. Yeah. All right, are, are we still picking a safety even though we just took Molden? Yeah, because, I mean, if you go off what Barry was saying last week, Molden is – well, and you said it too, Zach. He's kind of that hybrid, like, let's right. put him at corner, let's put him at safety. He can kind of play those different positions. Yeah, so you're getting two, yeah, kind yeah. of here. But, yeah, I agree. If As long as the Minnesota Vikings don't mess this up here, picking at 90. So do we just want to go Davis and Johnson see if that works I out? I say go Davis first because we already have a, a secondary okay. person in this draft. Davis and the Vikings – Oh, okay. They take that Nazarilladine, the other safety out of Florida State. So we'll take Jamar Johnson's safety from Indiana. Okay. Yep. All right. Let me see if I can speed this thing up now. Oh. There's that 2 2 out. Well, went not. to the, that we brought in that we met that was on Barry, Barry's list that we kind of went over earlier today. He went to the Ravens, another skilled player going to the Ravens. Listen, I, they need all the help they can get. Because their their quarterback sucks. <laughs> I did see. I did see as we were going through that. I think it's kind of going to be interesting. Draft night's going to be fun for the first round, but even the rest of it. Like I saw, the Pittsburgh took Trey Sermon. You know, I mean that. Now everybody's that's got, a got them linked here. with Najee Harris, but I mean Trey Sermon would not no be slouch. A slouch you're going to get them. in the third round. You know, third or fourth round type yeah. guy. So. All right, so we've got Kelvin Joseph on the board, cornerback from Kentucky. I've heard some good things about Kendrick Green, the guard from Illinois, but I don't know if we really need that right here. So I'm kind of thinking now we haven't done it yet. Is this where we can look receiver? Are there any receivers on the board? Yeah, I was I, thinking I, receiver or maybe that interior D lineman. Okay. Because well, I think – What do we have available at D line? Well, there's the Tommy Tagai from Ohio State and Bobby Brown the third from Texas A&M. And then a little higher up here was that Milton Williams from Louisiana Tech. Um. But we can look at receivers here. So we've got Josh Palmer from Tennessee, yeah, Kate Johnson from South Dakota State, and here's that Jalen Darden from North Texas. He's a speedster. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, small guy. I've heard a lot of good things about him. So he'd him. be like your poor man's Rondale Moore? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I mean, uh, out of the wide receivers we just mentioned, he's the only one that I have really know anything about. Um, yeah, it's for me, I would say either we pick one of these interior D linemen or we go Darden and then see which D lineman falls to us at the next pick. So my vote's Tommy to guy just because I'm looking at average draft position here. It's at 96. We're already at 110. The the dude from North Texas isn't getting picked till 128 normally. So he might fall. But I think if we pass on a D lineman here, there's not going to be much value. We're not going to get anybody else. Right. Okay. I'm good with it. Tommy to guy. You're going to need it. I know there's some talks that Sheldon Richardson might come back yeah. on a cheap deal. I hope yep. so. Um, oh, I think, that would be so awesome. I think that they, I think he's testing the waters out there right now to see if anybody's, I think they said in like the $6 million range, but he's probably, he might not get more than four or five. You know, I just got to cross our help. fingers that nobody starts throwing money at him. Well, I, right. I, so far, what I've seen between that whole situation with um, Richardson, I think it speaks a lot to this Browns front office, the relationship between you know, the the business side of this and the player side of this, mm -hmm. because it seemed like Richardson, I didn't see anything where he came out and said, oh, you know, the Browns, they suck, they blah, 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 they cut right. me, all this stuff. And if he's even entertaining the idea of coming back on a cheaper deal, I mean, it just shows that yep. that relationship yep. that they're able to build now with these guys. Something and, that never would have happened four or five never. years ago. Nope. And, you know, Sheldon, what I'm thinking is probably what happened is they probably offered him like a team-friendly deal, and he decided, hey, I just want to go out and see what else is available. But I'm sure the Browns offered him something. Kind of like what they did with like Olivier or yeah. Vernon last Race year. Yep. Um, type of a thing, but, you know, fingers crossed he might be back. All right, so we're sitting here at 132. Uh, as far as like cornerback goes, there's this Tay Gowan from UCF. Calvin Joseph's still there from Kentucky. I don't know if we want to go. We already picked a D lineman. Uh, yeah, there's Jalen Darden is yeah, still, still on the there. board. Do we just want to? I think just we lock do it? him up. Welcome to Cleveland, buddy. All right, so we are going to pick <laughs> Jalen Darden. We are not going to trade for Nikhil Harry. No, 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 <laughs> no we're not. I hope somebody out there is like on my side. Somebody, but and there might be an NFL team that does and signs him to yeah. their practice squad yep <laughs> Bill Belichick's got his ghost account and he's uh gonna be on our uh, I'm just messing Josh some guy, yeah, some, guy to, yeah. some guy some guy somebody's gonna 
All right, do th- something. Uh, let me with just him, say this the Patriots right now. don't want him. Yeah. Somebody in the YouTube comments is going to be on my side, and that's like my dude this week. Right. Yeah. All of a sudden, you are coming on, on the draft. Yeah, and they'll bringing be on you the show next week. <laughs> There's going to be no dude. Oh, yeah, he's coming. Yeah, he's going to be on the show. You better believe it. Yeah. Come on, I want Nikhil Harry. You can have him. Yeah. Now I know. I no know, other I know. NFL he team can come wants help him. you produce podcasts because he's <laughs> okay. not going to be in the NFL. Milton Williams still sitting around. Hey, Bobby Brown the third still here too. I mean, look at some of these guys. So, you know, Pro Football Focus is right here. They got some. There's your boy Robert Hainsey, Blake. Tackle from Notre Dame. I do like that guy. Uh, all they do is produce NFL linemen. Well, wow. I talked to. I would on Brian. Yeah, Brian said he was first over. He said he could play any of the five. Yeah. That was a home run pick, according to Brian, when we yeah. got him. I would honestly be okay with taking him here. Let's just let's that. just do it and hit a home run again because I like home runs. Yeah, the Indians aren't. You've already any. struck out once today, so <laughs> oh, you guys. Suck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. All right, this this house is going to be toward the end of the real draft too. Everybody's just like, all right, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Who's next? I gotta get on. Uh, you know, get on my way. Now I wonder here if in round six, if Ramondre Stevenson, the running back from. Oklahoma still your boys, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's he's a running back that's like a Kareem Hunt. I he's mean, big, right? Yeah, he's big, but he uh, he's a power running back. Um, gonna run it between the tackles. Uh, he's gonna be one of the guys that just fits the mold of the Cleveland running backs right now. That he's gonna break tackles, you know, all game long. Is he draft eligible? Because the last time Zach told us yeah. to draft a running back, he wasn't draft eligible. Yeah. Yes, he I, was yes. a freshman at a high school program. Uh, see, he's there. Uh, he's there. He is there. I don't know. I I would be kind of eyeing him up. Yeah, he averaged I think six yards a carry last year. Who's this? The Stevenson from OU. Yeah. yeah. I mean, nobody drills he over. He is draft eligible. Than, yes. Yeah. Hey, Zach, I'm just so. saying he'd be That's a good. He'd be a good ad. Hey, you know what? We did take Tommy to guy from Ohio State. Let's let Zach have an. Right, and, he, and just so you know, that running back you guys love, Trey Sermon, was an Oklahoma boy. Mm. Just, just so you. <laughs> all right, remember. all right, all right. Mm. We're just gonna do it, Stevenson. Yeah. We get a running back. I don't know what that would say for uh, what not Johnson, but yeah, I, I, he's gonna take his Mad Dog award and go home. Now he, now <laughs> I think I think he's definitely that uh, return specialist though. Him and JoJo. Yeah, yeah. The, the signing the JoJo Natson, I think that moves. DPJ well, out of that. We keep forgetting that uh, Ryan Switzer's still on this roster, right? Yeah, I, we signed him. I think what yeah. last year after he got cut. And yeah. Return specialist. Yeah. I don't think you're going to see him playing any wide receiver. Yeah, he's not Wes Welker material. Yeah. No, I think you're going to. The Browns are so stacked and so deep. You're, we're going to be one of those teams come cut time. Where we're cutting, cut some good we're players. cutting players that we're going. I can't believe we just cut those. Sure, guys. yeah, teams are going to be watching yeah. the Browns to see who we cut. Yes, yep. instead of us watching who these other good teams are going to cut. We're going to be cutting good players. Yeah. All right, last pick here. I'm just going to scroll. You I think see any names? I would say. I mean, I don't even know. Just close your eyes and click on somebody. Yeah. I mean, probably <laughs> some type of. We, did we take a line? Yeah, we took a line. If you we want a better, if you want a better grade. From the end of this, we need to take either probably an edge or an interior D lineman. Cause take Felipe Franks, a quarterback at Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's just do Malik Heron. Let's just take another edge guy here. YOLO. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Three, two, one, and our grade. Oh. oh Whoa. Okay, did some bad things there towards the end, but All right. didn't like our Darden pick, Hainsey pick, or Stevenson. Look, but that's the most man. A minuses I've seen since like second or third grade. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you were getting A minuses then. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, OA seemed like a good pick. They liked Molden, Davis, Jamar Johnson, Tommy Tagai, and then Malik Herring at the end. Yeah. Know. Yeah. But, and I think that, you know, like we've said, the Browns probably aren't signing everybody that they take here. Um, no. no, we're not going to make all these picks either. Um, that's the best weekend. one I've been a part of. I would be very happy if the Browns were able to come away with something like that. Well, yeah. It's fitting that we had our best draft as our last one leading mm-hmm. up. Look how much better we got at this. Yeah, the, right. the first draft, we're like, who's that guy? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm I'm excited for Thursday, um, and then the following rounds after, obviously, uh, through the weekend. Yep. Now, before you close this out, Blake, I do want to give a quick shout out to producer Kyle, who. Uh, Came in to produce the Thank show for us today, so that's why I had one less yeah, screen in front of me today. It yeah. made your life a little easier. He had today. one yeah. less screen and one, 
one more bad argument. <laughs> so that's great. Just Can we get man. your screens back? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kyle, don't worry about next week. Nothing personal, Kyle. They Take just don't Sunday want me talking next anymore. I'm sure you did great, but Josh yeah. can't be allowed to talk this much. <laughs> just get Josh. You did. I, it's a very good argument, and I like those kind of arguments. When yeah. it happens, really I'm. Good. Yeah. You, you need those ones. Yeah. You, you gotta have. We gotta have segments like that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we got to go ahead and wrap this up. I got things to do today. Uh, thanks for checking out another episode of the dogs. Thank you to Derek from DF sports for joining us. Uh, remember you can check him out on YouTube. Just search DF sports. Remember to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and please subscribe on YouTube. Remember to come hang out with us draft night, Thursday, April 29th, seven 30. We're going to be live on YouTube and we're also going to be over at Hoodletown brewery in Dover, Ohio. If you're local, you don't want to go to Cleveland, Come hang out with us in person. We're going to have raffles. We've got a Cream Hunt jersey. We've got an Austin Hooper jersey. We've got stuff from Manscaped, stuff from the Northwest Group. We've got a lot of stuff to give away that night. Come jump on a mic, talk Browns with us, be on an episode of The Dogs. Um, you know, Fonte Mac, no matter what. That's, That's right. right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so if you're local, come hang out with us. And if not, make sure you tune in on YouTube live 730 that night. And uh, we'll see you guys all next week. Thank you.